The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my friend Sondra Bernstein, and we are in Santa Rosa, and we just had a fabulous lunch at uh, Bird in the Bottle, and... Uh, we're still we're we're feeling a little like after turkey dinner on Thanksgiving, <laughs> we realized that maybe we should be recording our podcast before lunch. Before meals. But we'll struggle through. Yeah. And then, then and then we came here to do the podcast and there is you brought cookies, of course. Yeah. And, and there uh, is um, carrot, carrot cake. cake. Um, yeah, with cream cheese frosting. So good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this hospitality. I don't give you this hospitality. No, I know. I'm lucky if, yeah. if we can even find a can opener to open up exactly. a can of, uh, can of bread. bread in a can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sandra, how are you doing? I'm good, Brian. It's so nice to be back on um, recording again. And I feel like it's been a couple weeks, even though we had a really good show last week. Um, but I am very excited. This is a organization, uh, Sonoma County Farm Trails, that I think I've been involved in, I don't know how many years, but we've been a member for quite a while. Um, I think going back to really, I mean, Glen Ellen, I mean, it was more really in Glen Ellen, and um, excited we have Samantha Harmon here, um, that we're just going to talk about, like, what the mission is, what what you're doing over there, and why people should know about you. That sounds great. Thanks so much for having us and allowing us a chance to yeah, share farm trails. Yeah, so maybe just, you know, obviously people who live around here, we see the farm trails sign a lot, and my daughter's in 4-H, and, and I know Sandra, so I get a lot of exposure to farm trails. But people that haven't heard of it, can you give us sort of just a little breakdown of what it is exactly that you guys do? Sure. Uh, so we, uh, if I can, just kind of dive into the history a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a nice perspective of the organization. Um, it was founded originally in 1973 uh, by actual farmers. Um, and the goal there was just to bring the public and the, the consumers direct to their farms. Um, there weren't a lot of markets at that time for fresh produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and there weren't a lot of opportunities for the public to actually meet their producers. So... This allowed um, both the chance, the option to do so. So the first map and guide was created. I actually brought a copy of it. Wow. <laughs> it's very dated. The font is very 1973. <laughs> retro, we love it. <laughs> very retro. Um, and it's interesting. Um, we can kind of poke through and see what was offered back then as far as um, what was Oh, cool. Yeah, can I see one? Yes, please. This um, is fun. I'm trying not to get cream cheese frosting on this. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so we're looking at a very oversized, well mine is very oversized, that folds into a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun. All your products fit on one page. Isn't it wild? Beautiful map. You guys map. can see there's something, in, I think it's the 1973 issue. I also have that, 1974. Yeah, but I have 74. But apple tasting rooms, apple juice tasting rooms. Oh my gosh. Which I think is fascinating. It now is it's, fascinating. You know, so 25, 64, wow. I mean, even apples alone. Apples is the biggest category on this list. So that used to be the <gasps> thing. when. You, what about so, Rent-A-Tree? Rent-a-tree. Oh, my God. What is rent-a-tree? <laughs> you know, good question. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to inquire. Oh, see, Sandra Cater Farms oh, is on here. Really? Was, that's where, that's so your farm. So I grew up in Petaluma, uh-huh. and my mom used to take us to Cater, Cater Farms, uh-huh. and we would get a Fig Newton bar if we were good, uh-huh. and we would feed the ducks out there. Oh, see, so uh, you, you remember, right? Yeah. These memories. No, it's amazing. That's incredible. Ever. <laughs> yeah, well, in Sebastopol, it used to be all apples. I mean, it was yes. crazy. Even my teachers in elementary school had apples on the property. So we, we never were wanting of apples. Is that, uh, did you have that thing, like if you brought an apple to your teacher, like you got a gold star? Or... No, no, our teachers had apples. Oh, they gave you apples. <laughs> we were getting, we would you go would over get to their the house. From... I remember Mr. Keg, he had apple orchards. And so we would literally come home with shopping bags full of apples. And my mom would try and figure out, okay, how are we going to use all these things? But he wasn't, I don't think he sold them. I think he just grew them and ate them. Gave, and gave Made them apple away. pie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, applesauce. Yeah. It's great, actually, even driving, 
down those roads still today in Sebastopol, there are still so many beautiful orchards. Yep. And with the rise of cider, they're, they're being preserved even more. Right. Some of those cool thing. varieties that maybe aren't the best for everyday consumption, selling in Oliver's or in the store or something. Right. Um, and some of those old apple trees, I love how they prop up the branches. Yeah. with. They'll just put a two-by-four because they're so old and they get so heavy with the apples. Right. They just put a two-by-four under them and stick it right. into the ground to keep the limbs from yeah. falling off. Yeah. This is really cute. I... I I have to say this. Okay, it says, We farmers, processors, Christmas tree growers, specialty propagating nurserymen and craftsmen in local woods and clays invite you to our farms and shops to enjoy family country outings. One half tank of gas, underlined, bold, takes you round trip from Berkeley or San Francisco area to Sonoma County. I love this. You could really bring back a retro version of it. Yeah. I think, oh, I know. Yeah. You know, sure. it is so fascinating. I know now we have like this 36 page Oh, just reading the sponsors. This is amazing. <laughs> the associate members, PDQ Drive-In in Petaluma. PDQ was pretty darn quick. It was like a little burger place. Oh, uh, my goodness. Oh, that's really neat. And Henny Penny's Henny restaurants Penny. that was there. Was that before? It is still there? So it wasn't before Cattleman's? Um, Cattleman's is on the opposite side. But so near yeah, there. You, right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, Pelham okay. Boulevard North. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, so you brought, so basically yeah. it was kind of bringing farmers to consumers and making that connection. And obviously it worked because here we are, <laughs> right. 2019. Right, 46 years later. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. incredible. So it's obviously evolved quite a bit now we're... Um, you know, nonprofit uh, organization with some full-time staff, and um, we have an active board, um, and we have kind of evolved into what can we offer to continue to educate consumers, but also support our producers. Um, and so we do seasonal tours with our farmers, uh, usually about, th I don't know, three different tours a year right now. We do a spring tour called Blossom Bees and Barnyard Babies. Mm -hmm. We do a fall so tour. Yes, it's very cute. <laughs> a fall tour weekend along the farm shelves, which is very lovely, and talk about these you-pick apple orchards, and mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. Uh, and then we do um, new, over the last couple of years, holidays along the farm shelves, which you can imagine is a pretty special experience for families, I think, uh, that live here and also visit the area. Um, and then we do... Uh, kind of continuing on with the, the educating consumers, we will do like a commission tours with corporations and such. Oh, fantastic. Which is great for uh, not only the, the workers of these uh, corporations, but also the farmers because they're getting, you know, potentially new customers and then they're also getting a little bit of a stipend. Um, so it really does, does help out. Um, so, so I'm sorry not to interrupt, but... Like if I had a company, like a tech company coming up and they wanted to do a quote unquote team building, yep. I could get a hold of you? Absolutely. Oh, I love that. It's very cool. And we work with um, the team, you know, based on what they want to see. If it's like a wine tasting and cheese tasting at one farm or if it, they want it more educational, we'll also do like farm to table dinners or lunches out on the farms with some of our local chefs. Oh, so maybe we can get the fig rig out there. With yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really been a really great experience. So we we would love to to do more of that. Um, and then we also have um, our online version of the mapping guide. So our website farmtrails.org, where people can search all year long for items they're looking for, whether that be like some local wool or grab and see apple or and what's it and what's in season when um yes a little bit of that yeah okay yeah and then we have um our big event of the year is our annual fundraiser which actually was also um sort of founded in tandem in 1973 with uh farm shells which is our Gravenstein apple fair um and so really it's a very very fun country fair um, it's very, very family-oriented, um, and really, you know, we're celebrating the heirloom apple or Gravenstein. Um, so there's really, really good food there, live music. We have some educational venues, like a um, Life on the Farm arena, where you can watch sheep being sheared. 
mm-hmm. um, farmer panels, and then we also have a do-it-yourself arena where we and have, guest chefs. I've yeah, seen demos. Chefs, I think we've done. I we we were there. I think we did something yeah. one year. Yeah, I think you were in the, yeah. the chefs tent. Yeah, yeah. Donna we've kind of folded yeah. in now with the um, do-it-yourself arena. Oh, yeah. nice. So Ooh. this year we're. We're working on uh, some really fun things, so we're very excited about that schedule. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you can tell people. They can be like, we heard it on The Bike Goes On. Yeah, what's going on? Because yeah. I can tell you my family will be there because my daughter's in 4-H and you guys are gracious enough to let us run one of the parking like take lots. all the money oh. from the parking and lot. so we get some of our annual funding by... The kids oh, you know, telling people where to park. Yeah, um, for oh, a yes, days. yes. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, well, we're doing um, some really good bands we have uh, already booked, which is great, and that'll be on our website. Um, but Midtown Social, this really fun kind of funk band from the city's coming. Um, then we have some, uh, all sorts of like some country, some folk, some bluegrass. I have a secret band that I'm not allowed to say. I almost said it. Ooh. <laughs> no. Um, what type then, of music? What's one of their most? What's their? What's your, your favorite song? Oh, I can't. He, yeah. he has a way of like getting information out of our guests. <laughs> and what is the date of the fair? Um, so August seventeenth and eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually pretty hot. It's usually pretty hot. Right. Last Saturday was, or yeah, the other year was. Whew, it's yeah. very hot, um, but there's lots of cold beverages and right. beautiful shade. Really yummy apple cider. <laughs> yes. Mm. Cold beer, yeah. So yeah. some misters. So <laughs> that's the big that. fundraiser. I mean, you actually make that a good is, amount of money that sustains you. It does. We're so we're so lucky that we have the support of the community and community groups to uh, volunteer their, their time because it really is, we rely a lot on our volunteers, so... It's very special to us, um, and then we can highlight, or we do highlight a lot of our producers there, which mm-hmm. has been fulfilling for us, and also aligns yeah. with our mission. So that's yeah, that's and they feel like they get your members get something back. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. It's it's like a um, well, you're kind of almost like a marketing PR department for farms. Uh, yeah, we are all year long, which, um, you know, even when it's quiet season, uh, the farm stands are closed, we're still working on ways to market. Um, and we have, you know, members like restaurants that are all year long, obviously like front to table restaurants. Um, so there's a lot of different members that we can we can serve all year. And we do have a great uh, publicity team. Yeah, speaking, side. which speaking I was going to say, yeah. we also have <laughs> Tiffany... Now am I calling Tiffany Peters Sedgwick <laughs> sure, uh, yes. in the room, and she has access to a microphone. She I did not know it was going to be on air. It's the fly oh, on can, the wall. You can, <laughs> can chirp in whenever you feel like it. Um, you um, might be sorry you said that. <laughs> not well, something interesting about Tiffany, actually, I don't know if she's divulged this, but she was on the board of Snowman County Farm Shows. When was that? Many years ago. <laughs> no, no, I was on the board. And I think I was on the board for three or four years. So this is an organization that's very dear, near and dear to my heart. And I was thrilled that we were going to get to do the PR and marketing with them. So, yeah. And, and can I just say, I mean, I was on the board probably. I moved here in um, 1999. And I think I was on the board from like 2002 to 2004 or five. Um, and Farm Trails has grown up oh, in that time. Just this book alone, right. I mean, went from four pages right. to... Right, well, from 1973 know. to now, yeah. it's certainly grown. So, but even in just the last moly. couple of years, I would say that Samantha and the director, Carmen Snyder, they've really just um, brought this program along. It's so much more sophisticated than it ever was, and in a good way, not, you know, it's still... Um, you know, it, it used to, it, the board, you know, I was on the board with Angelo Abletto, who is very well known for meats, and Anna Mae Peterson, who is the sweetest lady that has bees, and I mean, these were actual farmers, and I was like one of two marketing people on the board, <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of hard sometimes to get the farmers to understand some marketing concepts and things that we thought we should do, um, but they, you know, they were it it was always a, a really good group and it's just nice to see that it's it's a nice mix of 
today it's farmers, it's marketing people, it's, um, I mean, Linda Hopkins, one of our um, supervisors is, is a farmer and, and a supervisor. So it's just a much more sophisticated organization than it has been. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, again, when I moved here, I moved here from Los Angeles and literally um, ended up, you know, came on vacation, moved here three months later, and it was absolutely because of the farms and the farmers markets and, you know, the opportunity of like, you know, people making their living on the land. And it is incredible that, you know, this has been a great organization to find out where things are. Yeah. yeah. Something that I think is interesting, um, it kind of goes along, I guess, with this, like, I don't know, sophistication. I, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very sophisticated. In um, a think, rustic, elegant kind yeah, of way. <laughs> I think something that um, is really, uh, you know, said often and I think deserves to be repeated is that our farmers are like businessmen, accountants, uh, you know, publicists, uh, mechanics, you know, there's so many different things and having the time to dedicate to um, an organization or like a full-time, you know, role in planning something like this is like so, so out of the capacity of the realm for them. So it's pretty incredible that we have the opportunity now um, to run this you know, with the, with the full-fledged team that's literally dedicated to this. Yeah, it's um, a real job. Yeah, and, like, I could speak for myself and our director, Carmen, is we, um, you know, we we breathe this. Like, we love, we love our farmers. We love what we represent here, and we're honored. Um, and so that, you know, every day it just feels really good to be doing what we're doing. So we're, we're so privileged that this organization has been around for so long and is also very cherished uh, by our community. <laughs> so. Now, I guess, so 1973, this started. Were there farmer's markets then, or you just would stop at someone's farm it and was, they might have a stand? Yeah, it was farm stands. Even, you know, even the markets were few and far between as far as, like, little local markets. Um, and I think this kind of gave people the opportunity to finally, like, connect and not just know to go to your your local farm stand down the street, but like so many things opened up and there's so much diverse agriculture and there still is today. We still have, you know, dairies, creameries, uh, stone fruit orchards, apple orchards, hops are being grown again. You know, we have such a diverse amount of offerings that um, having that mapping guide in 1973, I think really did evolve and, and change kind of the community food shed. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of growing up, I think maybe Palace of Fruit. I don't know if you even know where that is. I don't. It's in, it's in between Petaluma and Pangrove. But I think that's been there for years and years. Yeah. And that's the first place that I can remember as a kid actually going and getting produce that wasn't at an actual store. That's all they had. Mm -hmm. All they had was produce. Mm -hmm. um, Just like off the side of the road? Right, right. And it looks like, you know, it probably started off as a very small stand and then just mm -hmm. added a, you know, a few things here and there. And, and they're and, still, and they're they still, still do it today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I then wonder kids, how much of that is local. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I was wondering <laughs> yes, because yes. if you're driving by at a certain time of the year and you see strawberries, then you go, wait a minute, right. where are they getting those from? <laughs> right. Um, but, and then we always used to go to the dairies. Those, that was our field trips. We mm -hmm. would go to Clover Stornetta mm -hmm. um, and go, I think that was the first time I had chocolate milk was going mm -hmm. to a dairy and I wasn't allowed to have chocolate milk. I'm just like um, thinking about your mom right now and going, wow, she was tough. Uh, yeah, she was. Well, yeah, we got carob. We didn't eat chocolate. We oh, wow. Carob. <laughs> Brian was a hippie child. <laughs> yeah, my mom wasn't smoking weed. She was just into really good healthy. food, health, healthy food, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit different growing up. You turned out okay, though. We, after I OD'd on so many things, I think the first time I babysat for someone, I was left alone in a house that had drawers of junk food, and I I probably made myself sick eating ho-hos and ding-dongs. You just like saying those things. <laughs> when you don't have it, it's like, you know, you feel like you're yeah, missing out on deprived. something. Yeah. Now, and then as you get older, you realize, no, you're not, you're not missing anything. You're actually, that was a good way to go. Yeah. Truly part of growing up. <laughs> right. 
Well, how many of the people that visit the local farms do you think are locals, and how many do you think are out-of-town people? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, we have found, we've done a lot of surveys uh, through our members and also the guests that come, um, and it's about 50-50, which is Interesting. special. Yeah. yeah, so 50% of the residents actually see this. Uh, tour after tour, tour will come and join us, and, and they're getting you know benefit out of it, which is exciting for us. Um, and yeah, I think the people in the city are like crave nature, you know. Yeah. So it's for them. It's really a whole escape. So. Yeah, I always wonder because because we see the signs because we live here, so we see farm trail signs. But right. for people that are coming here visiting, I don't know if they do they come here and then they start to see the signs and go, what are we missing? There's something we better get in touch with these people. Right, right. Or do you think they're they're actually doing investigative work before coming on vacation? That's and, a good question. <laughs> I think huh. probably both. Um, even me, like I've had friends when I started working for Farm Trails, like, oh, Farm Trails, yeah, I see the signs. Like yeah. it's still kind of, mm-hmm. you know, a little hidden secret, <laughs> which is crazy to me because <laughs> uh, it's, it's so prevalent in my life. But um you know, so we did some stats the other uh, the other month, and I found that we had nearly forty five thousand uh, guests to our tour weekends the last over the last several years. So forty five thousand, right? That's, so that's like you know almost twenty five thousand who live here, twenty five thousand from outside the city, and then we think about okay, they're going on the tours, they're going on the farms potentially for the first time ever. And then they're going home and they're talking to their family about it and their friends and their coworkers. So we kind of like get very excited yeah. about the numbers that the, you know, the tourists have actually touched. So that's, um, it's very exciting. I think it is still the secret that is starting to get out thanks to like Tiffany <laughs> and Holly, <laughs> PR team. Um, and you do, if anyone's ever interested in doing tours that's listening, um, just go to our site, farmtrails.org. Um, and we have, again, I said these uh, these big tour weekends a year uh, that you do need to register for those to receive the information in the program for those tours. So does that mean you have to be a member? or No, it's, okay. it's free to join. You just need to register to get the specific map. Um, and then they can kind of, you know, decide their own journey on farm trails. It's kind of like a, you know, chart your own adventure experience okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever interests them. But, um, and then also you can use our website, our mapping guide, um, and do your own little research if you're, you know you want to do this one weekend or make some appointments at some local farms. Um, yeah. yeah, so d- how many people require appointments, and is it on certain days, certain hours, or can you just... Do you have some places you can just stop in anytime? Yeah, or? you know, I've seen a resurgence in farm stands, actually, um, which I think is a great thing um, for many reasons. But um, I've seen that even in the winter. Like we have uh, like Live Oak Farm and Green String Farm and Terra Firma Farms in Petaluma. We have Flatbed Farm um, that's happening this winter, but also Oak Hill Farm, mm-hmm. uh, Be Well Farms. Like we're having more farm stands are open all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, as I mentioned, Terra Firma, they also do tours every weekend, which is great. You go to their ranch, and it's very educational, also adorable, because they have amazing animals. Little baby <laughs> animals. <laughs> animals. Little baby animals. This is the trick, by uh, the way. Carmen yeah. will tell you this, that if yeah. you can get baby animals involved in the tour, you, yeah, like, yes. you will sell more, <laughs> or that's whatever. Why that's why the spring tour is so popular, because yeah. that's where mm. the cute little goats are out. And they're and out right now. It's amazing, because yeah. I, I drive back roads from Roner Park to Sonoma, and right now it's all the little baby sheep and goats that are so adorable. Oh, they're so yeah. cute. With the rolling green hills and the little just, white sheep. And... I just, the um, we had two new babies at Vintage Kennel, and I got to hold like a two-day-old little goat. Wow. It was so cute. It just like sat in my arms Aww. and like didn't purr like a cat but I I just was like you know if you're in a bad mood I call I'm like okay I need to see a new animal yeah. you know it's like the best therapy ever there's something called uh, bummer lands Ooh, bummer lands bummer lands 
Um, That's not a good name. No, I know. Yeah. Um, but they're not the opposite of bummer. They make you very happy. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. The non-bummer lamb. They're bummer. Oh, that's very funny. It's when a mom has more babies than she can nurse. nurse. So yeah. then they, they call these bummer lambs and the farmers will end up bottle feeding them. Right. Uh, but these these are the kind of animals that actually need human contact. Not all baby animals do. But right. <laughs> <laughs> these ones specifically um, do kind of rely on the, the farmers to feed, to bottle feed them. And those are the ones you often will see in like pictures getting held and cuddled. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, now how do, how, how does it work? Do you... To build your membership, are you out there looking for new farms, or do people just find you? It's kind of a mixed bag, I would say. Um, I'm definitely, you know, out there all the time looking uh, because I love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like my perfect weekend would be going to visit new farms. Um, but also people find us, and there's some people, we have a new member uh, called Bodega Pastures that... Um, they just joined, and they've been thinking about joining for years, but she, uh, the farmer, was, was like, you know, finally ready, ready to really open up to the public and do more. Um, and so there's people that have always known about us and, you know, haven't fully committed to the idea of having allowing the public out to the farms, because mm-hmm. it is a big um, commitment. Yeah. For sure, you know. Yeah, you have to be on and excited on. and yeah. have something to show them. Exactly, and, you know, they have... Our farmers have so much knowledge in their minds. You know, they've, they've they've just got so much to share. But a lot of them, you know, aren't used to talking to people because they right, work they're land farmers. All the time, you know? <laughs> and that's why they're doing it. Yeah, they're exactly. like, when we were doing this, like, we didn't have to talk I, to people. Exactly. Yeah. And then they get a phone call from me, like, "Hey, so how about doing a farm tour this weekend?" You know. Um, so it goes along with those lines of you know, they're not just farmers; they're also educators. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's a big step for a farmer, um, to join us, but also I should mention that, uh, farmers do not have to be open to the public, um, and they can just kind of reap the benefits of our other, um, our other perks all year long. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And our wineries, if they're growing grapes, is that something that they can become a member as well? Yeah, we have, uh, we have wineries for sure. Um, a lot of our wineries are, uh, diverse. Diversified, so they'll grow crops or olive trees, or you know they'll have kind some kind of other um, agricultural experience for guests. Not all of them, um, but a lot of them. And then also a lot of ours are um, you'll have to read the blurbs, but organic, biodynamic, uh, practicing really great farming. That's what I wanted to ask too. Is that a requirement of being a member? Is that they need to be either sustainable, organic, or biodynamic? It is not a requirement. And I think what is, I mean, it's interesting with, uh, with wine is there's very few certified organic, even in our, you know, county. Um, but that being said, I still know there's a lot that are doing sustainable methods. Right. Um, but for us, it's most important that they're committed to farming and quality and we hope that they continue to learn and learn from some of our farmers that are farming really great and organically um, and with care for the land so kind of hoping it creates a bridge for for people who maybe are not as familiar with these practices Um, well that's how it happens you know a lot of times at least i know with wineries is or people that are growing grapes is that someone will come in like like um, uh, morgan twain peterson will come in and say Hey, you know, we, we'd love to buy your grapes because you've got this old vine stuff, but you have to start farming organically. And if you do that, we'll pay you three times what you're making now for the grapes. And then the neighbors find out and the neighbors go, what's going on over there? How come right. you're doing all this stuff? And then they'll say, say to their neighbor, well, if you get in touch with this guy. If you, if you start <laughs> farming this way, right. you can make three times the amount of money you're making. And then it sort of spreads like that. Yeah. The word spreads. Now, I have an interesting question for you. Maybe this isn't for kids, but are you thought, thinking about doing tours for cannabis farms? Oh, um, that is a good question. I think, uh, you know, everything evolves with time. <laughs> I think <laughs> the way things are going, I would be surprised if that doesn't become so part of So has this been a topic of discussion at all? Um, 
certainly, I think in most sort of agricultural organizations right now, it's being yeah. talked about as the, you know, as the like, you know, you, you kind of have to talk about these things. Cause right. I mean, talk about eco tourism. I would think that you've got a lot of people yeah. that would love to come to California and see how we're growing everything, but right. specifically how we're growing cannabis would be really interesting to some people. Right. And I think kind of looping it back to, you know, sustainable farming practices is that, you know, I think Northern California has the opportunity to grow all things more sustainably and more responsibly. And so I think showcasing even operations like that, you know, eventually when things keep progressing. progressing yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, we don't really have a choice. I mean, it's going that way. Right. And finding where the middle ground is, what's acceptable, what, you know, how we move forward. Right. It's on a lot of people's minds. It's, and it's strange. I mean, I see these places. I know there's a place by my house that they put two fences around their property. It's, you know, out in the middle of a field. I mean, everyone knows what they're doing, but it is sort of an odd thing where, you know, it's almost like they have it, and I'm sure they're proud of it, but they have to hide it. Right. So hmm. it's an odd... See, it wouldn't even phase me. Like, if I was driving by and I saw fences... It wouldn't even phase me. I would think they had an animal that didn't want to get out or something. Well, it started as one fence, then two, and then a then a cyclone fence with lights. <laughs> <laughs> and so alarm, I knew, and then electric wire. They weren't like having lion fights or something. So I mean, it, it has to be cannabis. And, and then if you drive by at night at certain times, you can actually smell it, so you know what's uh -huh. going on back there. But it's but I think it's interesting that that it's one of those things that's going to evolve where eventually I can imagine driving down the road and seeing a field of cannabis. How odd would, doesn't that sound odd It sounds odd, to you odd now? now. Right. But I, I agree with you. I can, yeah. I can see that too. I know there are people that are working on cannabis stores. We're working on cannabis appellations and, you know, so many things because we have so many great parallels and whether it's with our farmland or our cheese and our dairies and, you know, and certainly the grapes, I mean, it just follows suit. It may, it does make sense. Yeah. Well, and I think people think, oh, well, people will just pull over and start ripping out plants or stealing things. Well, <laughs> they might right now. They still, might right now, but will you do. please do it to the le to the guy down the street that has that lemon tree <laughs> that just won't pick them and they all fall? Or the figs? Right. Or, oh, right. That drives me absolutely bananas. Or by my daughter's school, they have persimmons and no one's picking those persimmons. Yeah. We can you be gotta get things the, with you those. you got to get the gleaners. Right. The gleaners. Do no. we have gleaners? We, Any gleaners well, we, members? Uh, you know, we don't. There's a gleaning group. Uh, of course, I'm not remembering the name of them. But yeah, I think they're out of Paloma. I think gleaning group would be perfect. I think that's a good <laughs> wait, name. Wait, wait, explain this for people that don't know what you're talking about. Gleaning <laughs> is when you are, you have, I guess, permission from the landowner, or maybe not permission, <laughs> or you just go and you take their ripe stuff that doesn't look like it's being pulled. Mm -hmm. And especially without permission, you're saying. Well, <laughs> yeah. both. With okay. permission, with permission, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Like there's a lot of things that grow over property line, mm. and over property line, I get lemons. Finders that way. keepers, yeah. right? <laughs> right. I got lemons yeah. that way too. Yeah. Inside right. of my house, our neighbors. Yeah. They, it's like, I'm not trimming them back. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. enjoying it. I'm not having to but, water. But it, I mean, it, when you talk about wasting food and, um, you know, exactly what you're saying. I mean, things that are just rotting, you would think people don't know that there are opportunities or groups out there that want to take their food. Yes. I mean, we do... We open it up in season and let all our neighbors bring their figs to the back door. Um, we have had to make a lot of rules over the last few years, which is kind of crazy. But basically, um, wow, I can't remember now, but I had a number. I think we had over 1,900 pounds maybe wow. last year. Wow. And then we pay the neighbors um, you know, what the market rate is. You know, we kind of do it by month and on a gift card. So wow. they can come in and use it in the restaurant. Oh, that's great. But these what about are... like Meyer lemons? Because it seems like everybody has Meyer lemons. 
in their yeah, backyard we, falling off the tree. We're not doing something specific, but well, there are tons of people. Yeah, talk to Fred and Amy at Prohibition. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. take that. I think they would probably, yeah. for their limoncello, would be really And, then, and I've always wondered that. So that is a legal thing. You can do that in California. Like I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, the, I don't know the law. Like, I, you know, my neighbors, <laughs> like, I have an easement, and they're lovely neighbors, but I, I, I'm like... They have a fig tree and they have a peach tree and Ooh. like I want to go and have the fig, but I'm like they probably know exactly where the next ripe fig is going to be on this tree, <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, there's probably not cameras there, but it's like if for some reason this fig is gone and their their tree produces the largest figs ever, but it's like also he brought in an orange tree. And I would watch, like, the first year he had oranges, the first year he planted it. And I bet he knew exactly how many ripe, you know, what was coming, when he could eat it. I didn't go near that tree. They must have a thousand Meyer lemons on their Meyer lemon tree. Yeah, wow. I couldn't get myself to go over and grab them. If I knew they were out of town, maybe. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. We have to start knocking on doors. I think we need, like, this, official people I, knocking on doors. Yeah. Meaning official, like, here's a pamphlet about our gleaning group, right, right. and this is what we do, and maybe you have an interest. But you kind of have to know what people are growing. But I, I just wonder why people have trees like that it, when, if they're not using it. It's just they think it would be a cool idea to it's have like a lemon tree, and then they don't really think no, about that, the no, next it's step. This, it's this whole uh, detachment from our food. I mean, right. it's people yeah. who... You know, there's kids that go out to these farms and they're like, whoa, that's where a tomato comes from? Yeah. Like, literally. Oh my I've God, that breaks my again. heart. The yeah. teachers will be shocked. Like, these kids have only know that they're, you can get these things at, at grocery the market. Store. Yeah. So it's, it's just this sort of lack of like, actually, like, oh, I can eat that and it will give me fuel and yeah. calories and. You know, it's... Well, maybe that's also where you start. Maybe you start in the schools. Like a teacher in like first grade or second grade sends the kid home with a letter saying we're working on our gleaning project. You know, if you have extra fruit trees or I mean, we've got to start somewhere with the kids. Yes. You know, yeah. because as you get older, you're too tired to, you know, you're not if you're 85. You know, how many people are really sending the tree up and going up the ladder? And, yeah. you know, at that point. They, they're right. not picking well, all the stuff. Kids would love to do that. Kids would I mean, love to do that. give them a ladder that. and tell yeah. them to pick, pick anything. Yeah. Anything well, your kid there. especially. Any like kid. The kids. They're all like that. They <laughs> My brothers the were definitely not like that. Oh, sorry, guys. Whoops. <laughs> I did it again. I, I can't visualize with, them picking fruit. Do you guys work with schools? Um, we do a little bit. We just did... Um, this uh with the farm bureau put on something called ag days we had a, a table there oh my goodness really <laughs> we had probably about uh two thousand kids over three hours two days in a row oh come my by. god i actually brought one of the activities we did yeah what'd you do <laughs> um, it's called food quiz our food quiz Oh God! And one Bri of the ask Brian. <laughs> Brian, all right. Why do you get to save your, your reputation? Yeah. <laughs> well, because I I have my pop quizzes every day on my new map, right. and I am not getting a good score every day. So, yeah. all right, all right, ready, I'm ready. Brian. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I love loop it. it back. So okay. um, you'll get it right. What percent of food in America is thrown away every day? What percentage of food grown? Yes. Or what percentage of food that's Purchase what or consumed? Of, uh, all of the above, I guess. What percent of food is thrown is, away? Is purchased. Is it a multiple choice There's or there multiple options? Choice. Okay. Yeah, so, we always need that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It'd be a lot harder. I'd be yeah. the best. D, all of the above. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, I'm thinking 50%. I'm thinking okay. like I'm thinking like 77%. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. It's 40%. Okay. Well, see, I think there's much more waste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much more waste than there really is. Oh, our country's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing so well. I thought it was so bad. 40%. Wow, 40%, yeah, 40 though. That's, so you know, and we did a demo the other day at Homeward Bound um, in Nevada, which is a place where they train um, people that have been homeless 
how to work in the kitchen. It's a free program, a 10-week program, and then they help get a job. They have a farm there and whatever. But we were doing a demoing a dish, um, halibut with artichokes, and John was showing how you trim an artichoke. And somebody raised their hand and said, well, what can you do with the rest of the artichoke? Mm -hmm. And even though I don't know of anything you can do, it's really hard and prickly and not very, I don't know compost I would suppose but I it it stopped me because I thought this is great this is people thinking about wastage and food and you know people are starting you know the ugly food movement or Mm -hmm. um, things like that but we're really a far far way from making real progress yeah, I believe. And that person knew that you ate the heart of the artichoke too. Some people yes. don't know that. Yes. <laughs> like that's well, the best part. And we were doing we were doing babies. So oh, okay. like there were okay. no real spines and and okay. stuff, but but I I really appreciate it. I mean, there's so many things you can throw in stock. I don't think I would throw mm-hmm. my trimmings, you know, anywhere really. I don't even know if I would give them to the pigs if I had pigs, but maybe mm-hmm. you would. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't it's interesting know. you think about like, you know, our grandparents who grew up in the Great Depression and their attitude in relation to towards food was very different, very different than what we have today because we just have abundance of abundance. cheap food available to us. Right. Um, so we've kind of created, created a I, big issue. But I it. think that also that is probably how we, the Clear Your Plate Club came about, mm. was people that went through the Depression and didn't have enough food or had the same food every day over and over and they were able to pass it on to their kids and say, do not waste a single thing on your plate. Right. Do you know all I had to eat were potatoes? Right. And that's probably how it happened. Right. Unfortunately, it's created a huge attribution to obesity and some other things. But um, but that's probably how it happened. Right. I'm going to circle back to the oh. food quiz because I think it kind quiz. of correlates to this. <laughs> I love it. So... All right, Sandra, I'm going to ask you this Oh, one. no. This is about, in my mind, how precious food really is, right? Okay. okay. So, how much honey does an average worker bee make in its lifetime? Okay, so one pound, a half a cup, or one twelfth of a teaspoon? That's pretty specific on the twelfth of a teaspoon, isn't it? It is. Now, we should know the answer to this because we had a bee cast. Right. I want to say the teaspoon. The one twelfth of a teaspoon. Yeah, is you that right? Are correct. Yeah. Wow, well, those really? bees are so no. teeny weeny. Yeah. They are. You know, it's like yeah, and and what did they say that they they live two years, about a bee it, it, or a and year? And it totally depends. Climate, yeah. climate yeah. and weather, and um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different factors that go along with yeah. it. Yeah. And the, and the next one is how many flowers must be visited by bees in order to produce one pound of honey. Two million flowers, two thousand flowers, or two hundred flowers? Two thousand. Oh, it's gotta be millions. It's two million flowers. You're kidding. How can they possibly go to two million flowers? That's not one bee. That's two million flowers being visited by a hive. Okay. By a hive. Okay. I thought that yeah. was the one bee making the quarter I, that's teaspoon. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, no. No wonder there's such like short And there's so so How do we even have bees with honey then? Why isn't honey like $42? <laughs> yeah. It is. What are you talking yeah. about? It's true. I just paid $24 for a jar of honey because we're Whose out of... Whose honey did wow. you buy? It's, it's a Northern California honey because um, we're out of ours and... Robin, who who had a hive with us, won't sell us hers. She, <laughs> oh. Once you have it, you don't want to give it up. But but it's it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. It is. Yeah, it's and and precious. and deservedly so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to get uh, Tony with his Stella Bee Company to join. because they're nice. moving into where the Roan Room was. And um, they're going to have hives in the farm, and they're going to be selling honey. So I think that would be a good one. Those are going to be some happy bees. We're recreating on air. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. putting it on air. Hopefully we can make that happen. Any other farmers who'd like to become farm dress members, please contact Samantha Harmon. (laughs) Now, how does your organization fit in with 
like the Farm Bureau, because yeah. um, that's a pretty old organization, solid. Right. Um, yeah, so the Sonoma County Farm Bureau um, is one of our partner organizations, um, as well as like the School Garden Network, who does a lot of work with uh, students. Um, so sort of our relationship with organizations like that um, is, you know, we join each other for meetings, we have kind of um, stakeholder meetings, uh, especially when things happen, <laughs> right? Like, say, the wildfires uh. or the floods. Um, we're just always in communication with them to make sure that we're kind of connecting the dots and making sure um, we are all know what's going on with our producers. Um, so, you know, and they're great. They're, they have a, a very large membership in the county, and they have been around a long time. And they do a lot of, like, uh, workshops with their farmers. Um, okay, so they're workshops. more educational. Yeah, kind of like farm practices and also, like, regulations mm. and such. Um, and there's, a, you know, like UCCE, uh, the Cooperative Extension, is, uh, works with them a lot on workshops as well. And they're a really great resource for, for farmers. Um, so, yeah, we're... We're all friends, which is great. Yeah, There's a lot of awesome. our organizations in this county. But, as, yeah. it, as it should be. Yeah. As it should be. We were, um, we did have the gang from Kendall Jackson on oh, yeah. um, a few weeks back. Yeah, and Tucker, Tucker oh, yeah. was with us. Sure and <laughs> yeah, brought us some. You never came, by the way, to pick up your. I know my. And we. I don't even know what it was called. It, it looks like called, a cross between aloe vera and. I, yeah. And, it was Iceberg a lettuce. I don't even know. Oh no, no, I forget. Spigarello. No, Spigarello, it was was it? It wasn't. It was something like that, but it was really good. I made it. Oh nice. I did. It How was did delicious. Oh, I can't say. Because no? <laughs> <laughs> I microwaved it. You didn't have well, faith. The fake girl didn't have things with it. I tried it in a few different ways. I wanted to see. The different flavors. So I did some microwave. I ate some raw. I sautéed a little up, and I mean, one of those things could like last your family like a week. You don't need to eat a whole lot of that. Right. They have these thumbs or fingers in them. Wow. Spigger out now. I think it. Is it, it on was, his Instagram? No, it, it should be. be. I have oh, a picture and I don't of it. know that I wrote it, but um, <laughs> but anyway, he did. He brought us that. He brought us the teeny weeniest little um, radishes oh, no. and baby fuchsia flowers that I Ooh. swear aren't much bigger than a crumb. Oh. I mean, it was wow. incredible. And, and sweet, we tasted so that yeah. oyster lettuce. Oyster and leaf. Yeah. Oyster leaf, like oh, things that, that... I had that oh at the French God. Laundry Garden. Yeah, yes, that was amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's like where the... Nature is incredible. Oh, it's incredible. If you have incredible. stewards like Tucker, it's amazing yes. bringing back all that diversity. That's what I find fascinating and would like to see more of is when you tour, you know, with Tucker at Kendall Jackson. And I've had the privilege to be able to tour... Um, at the French French Laundry Garden, um, the things we can grow. I mean, number one, what our agricultural scene and what we have, we're just so blessed. And number two, because of our climate, the things that we can grow. Yeah. And I am, you know, somewhat of a gardener, <laughs> not a very good one. But it just, I what I find really interesting are things like at the French Laundry Garden, I tasted a white strawberry mm. and it just looked like it was unripe. But when you bit into it, it was the most amazing thing and the oyster leaf. And so I would love to see, I think what would get kids excited and maybe even everyday home folks more so about cooking and growing and interested in their food would be some of these really interesting things that we just don't get to see that often. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like taste yeah. testing, uh, you know, different varieties of strawberries and tomatoes. Right. Um, Tierra Vegetables in, uh, I guess, Santa Rosa, Windsor, um, has an amazing farm stand where they yeah. grow all these different heirloom corns. Which it kind of reminds yeah. me, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, be, and the chilies that they the chili do. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, that's um, true. More stuff like that. I'm seeing more and more of like a variety of like as experiences. Sure. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. that yeah, people are interested in how their food used to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. These sort of know now what it's like after 
people like Monsanto get involved and want to mm. triple crop production, and right. now we're seeing some health issues because of it. But yeah, some people want to. What was corn like two hundred years ago? Right. It's nothing like it is now. I tell oh, you right. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe and, you, and GMO, like the right. thing that, like I, I, we're like just the wine grapes. We're grafting grape varietals on different rootstock. Doesn't that make it a kind of a new item? Yeah, it would be a, a, a you know, it was bread, I guess, yeah. but not, not cross. Quite, it's yeah. not cross, not but but it could be yeah. kind of. It's similar, but it's, it's different. Very different. It's, yeah. it's more natural than okay. Yeah. It's like a prosthetic yes. arm. You know what I, don't I mean? Think it's anything it's, like that. It's not like it's not like you're growing an arm. You know what I mean? You're growing a person in a petri dish that has an arm for someone that didn't have an arm. It's just you, that that rootstock is providing. The only thing that rootstock is providing is access to water the soil. And, and nutrients. Right. So well, if you left it on its own, wouldn't it grow into something on its own? Yeah, but maybe that would be. Sangiovese, whereas you've realized that in your environment that you have, because maybe of climate change, now you need to plant something else that is better suited to that area. I mean, especially grapes is something fairly new around here. I mean, people were growing Cabernet and and Carneros and Pinot Noir, and I mean, and now they're all realizing, well, maybe that wasn't the best decision. So we're still figuring out where to plant things. Right. Um, so grafting is one of those things that grafting. Helps, gra- it's one of those things that helps people when they say, oh, you know what, we made a mistake. Let's go back through. Or it was because of phylloxera or you know, uh, root eating disease or something like that. If there's health issues with the plant, then you're just you know you're helping it out. Hey, and look at we've got Luther Burbank here, right? The Serious, and all yeah. Of this. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. we should get him on. Uh, <laughs> don't think so. My daughter talks about pluots all the time. Oh, they're learning about pluots. Luther Burbank. It's That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. We're so lucky. I know. So, how do people get a hold of you to book? Things. And is it is it something like where they can go on the website and say, oh, okay, this place is open on Saturday, this place is open on Sunday, and a lot of them are just drop in, or they actually have to contact you to make appointments? How does that work? Yeah, so they can uh, go on our website or pick up a map and guide. Map Which do you, have an, do you have an app? Yes. Uh, we don't have an app, and I would love yeah, to have no, an why app not? if we could get a grant. <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> He's looking at Tiffany's. They do have $100,000. Do uh, I don't have $100,000 for an app. I don't know. We are happy to take any um, app developers who would like <laughs> yeah. to experiment with go. us. Right. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an interactive app would be so It would be. Awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Are you like, is your mind going? No, I'm just thinking of like, and you can attach it to, to MapQuest or whatever it yeah. somehow could be yeah. um, dovetailed to, to a to the navigation calendar. site so yeah. that you can actually it'll take you from spot to spot and right tell you like exactly. the wine tour right yeah, yeah. but for now it's a website <laughs> yeah. it's a cute website okay, and, then, and a nice free mapping guide just back in the most high tech websites either but yeah. we're either. farmers people we're yeah. farmers that's true and where are the farm trail maps where where can people get a hold of them? So the mapping guides are free um, at local libraries in Sonoma County, visitor assemblers, centers, <laughs> chambers, um, many of our farm trail members, um, some restaurants, and some newsstands. But libraries are about your best bet, I would say. Oh, very and you cool. can also have them sent to you, correct? Yes, yep. and you can contact mm-hmm. us. Um, oh, and so almost become like a subscription where you'll send the new ones to me? No. We should do that. It's an annual, and right now it's just kind of one-off, like if you'd like the latest copy. We just okay. charge you like a $5 shipping fee. Okay. And that's it. Great. Yeah. We usually have some. But it's the web. I use the website, and it's really easy to just sort of, if I'm interested in strawberries, uh, I can put in strawberries and figure out where I can go and if I want to pick or just buy them myself. or And same thing with, I mean, apples are just so um, prevalent, more so in the fall. 
um, Christmas trees when it's time to go get your Christmas trees or for Christmas tree or when you want to cuddle with bummer lambs you put in lambs (laughs) (laughs) and when you need a new animal you put in new animals I guess. And there's um, on the website list the the contact numbers and and the hours that they're either open or if it's by appointment only Mm -hmm. so you can contact the farm directly Um, and if you need any help you can of course contact our office which the email is on the website Um, but it's really easy to remember it's farmtrails at (laughs) farmtrails.org very good it's such a great resource I mean truly you know it's only as good as the members in there I've got to say and I'm very proud of of our membership we've got some amazing uh, stewards of the land and just people that work hard to feed us you realize just how lucky we are when you look at that thing and you look at how many things we grow here and just all the things that are available and and the restaurants like girl and the fig that support them and um you know it just what a blessing to live in a place like this yeah yeah and to have restaurants that do support our producers like that's you know we're only just the the community here is we're so lucky so fortunate yeah I mean I think like for us I mean we really understand the value of I mean I wish we could buy more from our local farms around us we can't always do that it's not always set up perfectly for business Um, but we do the best that we can maybe we could do a little better do Um, you work with feed? I know you have your own farm. We don't. We have our own farm. Um, We've done some stuff with feed in the past. Um, I've asked the chefs to re-look at that. Mm -hmm. You guys should say what feed is. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's a farm. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, why am I blanking right now? It's Food Exchange of Earthly Delights, or Farmer's Exchange of Earthly Delights. Mm. That's what it is. So it's basically a, um, a distribution for um, farmers, for farmers to restaurants to, yes to restaurants yeah. and it's i've heard from many uh restaurateurs that it's really made made it them a lot like able to source locally because it is hard to do one-offs like right you know get my lettuce from this farm and then you have to plan delivery and you have to get it only when it's available there or you know you need enough of it so kind of fills in that middleman job and makes it mm-hmm. a lot easier for restaurants which has been a huge resource for yeah for, no know. I need to go back and check that out yeah I'd recommend it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I remember Tucker talking about that the, he doesn't they, they don't do it though no, do they yeah no, no he Tucker was sources he, to like Michelin like, well, right. like all the Michelin star <laughs> well, that's the thing, <laughs> he was yeah. they were um, providing produce for places in San Francisco, but he said, we realized that Jim Reichardt from from Liberty, Liberty Ducks, Ducks was yeah. sort of on the same route. So like mm. talking to him like, hey, can we sort of join forces? Because you've got to make it <laughs> so cool, yeah. viable. I mean, it's got to yes. be, yeah. you've got all these trucks driving around, then what's the point? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I know we don't think about like all of the little, like cold storage and, yes. you know, filling yes. and all these little, little details. And yeah getting that stuff to restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Years ago, um, I went to a meeting. I wonder if you were even there. It was up at Barn Diva, oh. and there were a group of people before Feed mm-hmm. that were trying to put um, farmers and restaurants together, mm-hmm. and they were trying to figure out how do you do it because they are two totally different beasts. Yeah. How. Uh, chefs work they place their orders at the end of the night you know they're tired it's late farmers are getting up at the crack of dawn you know how they order and um, it was very early very start I don't know whatever came of it not sure but obviously there are lots of expansions and all of these things I know that uh, Tim Page is the guy who started Feed um, and he's looking now to kind of sell off the company back to the farmers or mm. to the farmers. Oh, that's great. So it could be this, this great, like, co-op uh, situation yeah. where they could, you know, potentially profit from the, the company's success. Yeah. No, that's smart. It's innovative, right? Very. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got to be collaboration. It's the only way, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. For, especially for smaller places and smaller um, farms to, to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's we're actually so getting fun. ready to put our garden and I think we're a little bit behind at our house we 
but uh, this weekend will be our planting. Hard to say if you're really behind. Being yeah. the expert gardener that I am, yeah. um, <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen the sun, though. I just no, exactly. Going That's out in the why rain I don't think planting. you're. I don't think you're late. I no. mean, I think that seasonal is when things grow. And, you know, I don't think we're trying to force things to grow that we shouldn't be growing. But, yeah, when are the tomatoes going to come this year? I guess it depends when we plant them. And we have such long seasons. Yeah, we have a long season. So I don't think you're late. I think you're okay. Okay, good. Yeah, just in case you were worried. (laughs) Yeah. Let me know when I need to plant pumpkins. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I love this conversation. I think it's so fun and so grateful for you in our community. Likewise. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, those of you out there that want to get a hold of the Farm Trails Trails map can go to farmtrails.org, correct? Yep. And uh, you want to hand out any email or any other contact information? Um, yeah, our, I would say farmtools.org. Definitely check back because um, our events are always listed there on the homepage. Um, and then again, my email is farmtrails at farmtrails.org. And our guest, anybody looking for food and wine marketing? Are we looking for new one more new client? You guys have so many. It We're would be really interested. hard to get into this agency. But if you were able to, who would you call? Uh, Holly Hansen Public Relations. Holly Hansen and I have been working together for, you know, at her own business two years, but we've been working in this business together for many years. But and Holly's great, and yeah, food, wine, hospitality. Um, we. We do. We tell your story, whether that be public relations, media relations, marketing, social media. Just the good stories, though, right? Just the good stories. <laughs> yeah. We try to keep the bad ones <laughs> under the table. <laughs> Unless it'll bring us really great media. Right. Okay. There you go. There you go. Samantha, I have to ask you one thing I'm dying to know. So you, uh, have, you obviously have access to all this great produce mm, and yeah. I want to know what your total guilty pleasure food is. Are you, will oh, I see gosh. you in the Taco Bell drive through at one o'clock in the morning? Absolutely not. No, I'm scarred. I, before this, I was working at a nonprofit called Lexicon of Sustainability. So the last like seven years of my life has just been focused on like amazing food and then the impact of cheap food. And I am unfortunately so scarred that I can't. It. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. the curtain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can say that these cookies were baked with all real ingredients. Oh, and I'm sure and so was the carrot cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you can't call it processed food. It was processed, but it wasn't processed. Processed by human hands. Processed right. by human hands. Exactly. Those cookies need. You need like two other people. To eat one of those cookies. Oh, it was so much fun. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We want to get a shout out to the Starks. Um, We did have lunch at Bird in the Bottle today, and that was very nice. Um, Hopefully, um, get them on the program soon. And if you haven't been to any of their restaurants, uh, Amani's, Willie's, What's the new one coming? <laughs> Willie's Wine Bar will Bravis. be opening. Willie's Wine Bar will be reopening. Yes. Bravas, but um, Bravas. Willie's Seafood. Willie's Seafood. Stark Monty. Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, surrounded. And do you know who you didn't mention today? Um, Sandra. No. <laughs> oh come on. Oliver's Market. Yes, thank you. Oh, love Oliver's. I did mention Oliver's Market. When? I think when? at some point in I... the conversation, I remember saying Oliver's. I'm okay. A huge fan of Oliver's okay. Market. Oliver's they Rock. have amazing site, local cider there. Ooh. They have amazing everything, yeah. and I'm surprised they're not making their own cider. I know. At this point, yeah, they just started their own beer, right? They, I saw that a couple weeks ago. I mean, the wine was one thing, and then going to the beer, but I'm sure cider is next um, yeah. next on the plate. Yeah. Nice. God love them. Yeah. And, and they w- definitely distribute uh, a lot of our farmer goodies, so yes. we're big fans of theirs. Yeah. 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 I, and it's, I'm disappointed in Roner Park. They used to have all the pictures up inside of the store mm. of all the farmers, oh, yeah. and for some reason they took them down. So. Maybe we can. Come to Windsor. We have them there. Do the, oh, okay, yeah. cool. I thought it was neat to see all the... Because then you got to see the faces. When you look at um, um, Diana and Liam Callahan from Bellwater yeah. Farms, and you get Are to sure yeah. see the picture. Are you sure that wasn't in Whole Foods? 
No, no, no it's in not all over Spain. Maybe they moved them to winter. No, no, I thought I saw them in all things. <laughs> they did do that. Yeah, I thought I had my picture taken for something that I don't think ever made think it up there. That was, the, yeah, right. that was the milk ad that oh, you did, yeah. I think. With my, with the, the milk ad or the red wine. Oh, it was the, the red, red wine one, that's yeah. right. My, that makes more when sense. my teeth were like totally red. Oh, yeah, joy, joy. All right. Thank you. Wrap it up. Yeah, so that's it. If, if um, you want to listen to future episodes, you can always go to thebitegoeson.com. Sonner and I um, are also carried by Stitcher and iTunes and any platform that you can imagine. Spotify. Spotify. You can go to radiomisfits.com, our host, uh, based out of Chicago, Ed Silla, who's actually here this week. I think we'll get to see him. Uh, I'm going to see him tomorrow. I'm going to the... Mark, the owner of the Bounty Hunter um, over in Napa, and we're going to go do a podcast from his gun room, um, so I'm sure I'll be on my best behavior. <laughs> wow. Um, but you can um, Okay, that is for on, the Winemakers podcast. For the Winemakers podcast. <laughs> we don't have our, guns on our, our show. Well, <laughs> Not I don't think yet. that would necessarily be a bad thing. I would love to have someone who we is will, actually we hunting will, we will. We'll and do that. eating what they're yeah. killing. Fishing. Yeah, that another, would be fun. Another great one. Yeah. Boy, talk about people. A hunting yeah. and foraging uh, podcast. Ooh, foraging. See, foraging. We love foraging. I know. There's so yeah. many roads. Under the you'll have to do. Roads. You'll have to do that one while you're out in the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, with a guide, hopefully. I'm not out there foraging for mushrooms on my own. That's always scared the heck out of me. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Bike Talk, where uh, we'll definitely post pictures of the old farm trails maps uh, that we had today, and you can find that on our Instagram account. Thank you all very much for having us today. Beautiful spring day. It's so nice to be able to um, see the sun again. Nice. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. This was The Bike Goes On. Thank you.